Teddy, stop right there and make life easier for the both of us. An angry voice shouted. Max and his band of idiots. Nope, only you. I yelled back and ran around a corner of a dark alley. I made a sharp turn and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. An ocean of green and black surrounded me. Twenty of them. In front of me and behind. My eyes darted from side to side. I saw a ladder. I frantically climbed it. Once I reached the top, my situation had not improved. There was absolutely nowhere left to go. I was stuck. If you come down from there, we'll make you pay some money instead of punches, said it. I'll now call Max. I didn't believe him, but I decided to come down the building. I walked over and slipped off the building. I was falling, falling, I raised for impact, and smack. I found my lungs with a humongous gasp of air. This wasn't a rock-hard ground, though. It was my bed, and thank God it was. I already considered myself dead. My hand was pounding, though. I couldn't seem to understand why. My body stung and my back felt broken, even though I could walk just fine. I walked into the kitchen where I opened the cabinet that held the cereal, the one with bowls. As I walked up to the fridge, I heard it ringing, a sharp, high-pitched ringing. As I got closer, it got louder, higher pitched. It sounded like it was coming from all angles. I reached for the door and the noise got so loud that I fell flat on my back again. I could still hear the loud ringing. But I wasn't on the kitchen floor anymore. Now I was back on the concrete. My eyes drifted open slightly. Is he alive? One man asked another. I don't know, he replied. The concrete hurt my back, and my eyes were starting to drift close. I was confused where I was. Who were the men talking about? Then it hit me. They were talking about me. Was I dead? I noticed the back of my head was wet. Blood or rain? Both? I reached back to touch my head. At least I tried. My arm was broken. In at least three places. My wrist, my elbow, and my shoulder. All of it. I caught my eyes starting to close. And I attempted to force them open. But they closed without me having a chance to stop them. I was back in my room trying to remember how I got back to reality. Then it hit me. The noise. It was something to do with the noise. I ran around looking for somewhere I could hear the piercing sound. I started to walk down the stairs when I saw a light coming from the back door. I sprinted over to it. And all of a sudden, the glass shattered. I tried to step back, but I was sucked out the door into a s the sky. Blue and white surrounded me. I was falling to the ground. As I started feeling as if I was being lifted, then carried, I was set on my back in my apparently floating house. A hand came out of nowhere and placed a mask on my face. I tried to struggle out of it, but I couldn't move. I woke up in the hospital. And surprisingly, the nurses were not looking at me. They're more concerned with my heartbeat machine thing. It was accelerating. 130 beats per minute, 170 beats per minute. A loud ringing filled the room. No more beeping, and everything went dark. I stood there in the hospital room looking at myself, staring at my own body, bandaged, dented, bleeding, scarred. I was dead. What now? Just let the rest of my life floating around like a ghost? Like the ghost I probably was? Everything was going horribly until I looked at my feet. A tear dripped down my face, and I began to smile. My 11-month-old puppy, Spike, whose life had been taken by a car two years ago, was staring up at me. Maybe death isn't all that bad. I took a last look at myself laying there, picked up Spike, and said, come on, boy, we're going to find Dad.